Finally, a win for religious freedom and churches in California. What is a birthing person anyway? And TikTok really wants to show your children as much filth as possible. I'm Matt Odegaard. Welcome to Church Public. Well, again, welcome back to Church Public. I am Matt Odegaard, your host, and thank you so much for coming by today. I know you your time is very valuable and you don't have very much of it, so it really helps me that you have tuned in, whether you are on audio or on video. If you want to check out some of the other podcasts that I've done, you can go to churchpublic.com or any of the podcast platforms. And, of course, check me out on all of the social media areas. I love to interact with you and uh, I post other content there as well if you haven't checked that out already. Again, thank you so much for being part of this community. And if you have any questions, I've, I've received some and I appreciate that because that helps me know where you are and if this is making sense or if I need to go in a different direction or answer questions on certain things that are going on in the world because there are a lot of crazy things going on in the world today. Well, um, today, as I mentioned, there's just a couple of different things happening and I wanted to hit some of them. So in California, finally, we have a win for religious freedom. Um, John MacArthur of Grace Community Church and the state of California and the county of Los Angeles have finally come to a settlement because he did not close down his church over this last year. If you don't know, if you haven't been in California, you may not realize that for most of the year, the churches were just closed. You weren't allowed to go. He decided that, uh, as Hebrew says, as a bunch of other places in the Bible say, it, it's important for us to meet together. We shouldn't take our worship style uh, or our worship authority from the government. In fact, we should worship because God calls us to worship and God is the only one who has authority over the way that we worship. So he did not close and he has now received somewhere around $400,000 from both the state of California and the county of Los Angeles. And I just feel like that's a win to celebrate in that this government, as we've talked about many times, is seeking to push you down and it is seeking to really uh, push back against God. And this culture is anti-God. They're anti-Christ in that way. They don't want God to be the center of authority. They want to be the center of authority. So anytime that the church or believers stand against this, then the government is going to push back. And I just love this in, in celebrating this, that it's a great point where you see a little bit of a victory in this world. And and, and here's the deal. Again, I, I don't believe in civil disobedience. I really don't. And I, what I believe in is obedience to God. And also, I believe that there are two, two rival, I don't know what to call them, feelings that are going on here. And one of them is fear. One of the big things that is going on and has been going on for at least the past year, and it has elevated to extensive levels, just unbelievable levels, is this idea of fear and leading to anxiety and panic and all of these other things. And it's a really big issue. It's a really big issue in the Christian church because we are called specifically, nay, commanded to not fear. I mean, over and over and over again, uh, we've, we've talked about different verses that... Uh, you know, Timothy, you don't have a spirit of fear, but you have a spirit of power. Um, 
One of the ones I looked at this week was 1 John 4.18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. Fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. If we're afraid of something happening to us because we're following after God, we are living in fear, which is a spirit of evil, rather than living in the spirit of truth in Jesus, which is love. And we really need to get our priorities straight both as believers and as churches in that. Uh, one more. I just wanted to uh, do John 16.33. I love John 16.33 where Jesus says, I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me here on earth. You will have many troubles, uh, but take heart because I have overcome the world. That's just a great message from Jesus reminding us that fear and truth and love cannot exist in the same place. And yet we keep conflating these things and saying that if we just abide by whatever the government says, then everyone will have peace and prosperity on the earth. And that's not how it works. In fact, historically, that's not how the church has worked. Really, it's been much, much worse for Christians uh, in different governments. We've had a great run where this government has been very amicable to Christians. But that seems to be changing a little bit. We've talked about that in some other places, and uh, I won't get into that as much here today. But I just wanted to say that I, I just I love this idea that if we stand up for the church, that uh, that God will honor that, and I, and I think that's an important thing to note. I'm not talking about being reckless. I'm not talking about being ridiculous, but I am just talking about following after God because it's important for us to follow after God with all of our heart and soul and mind and strength and not to be sucked into this idea of fear. I'm going to do more on, on fear and some other things at a later date, but uh, I just, I've, I was, I kind of didn't sleep very well last night because I was just thinking about this and, and processing that, that we are so paralyzed by this idea of fear and that's not how we're supposed to live. Even in this idea that Paul says in Philippians, to live as Christ and to die is gain. We need to know that as believers, that we have eternal life through Jesus Christ, and therefore we really don't need to fear anything in this world. Hebrews says, for what can man do to me? In other words, people are going to hate you for standing up for truth, just like they hated Jesus and many of the apostles. People are not going to listen to you. People might unfriend you. Your family may not like you. And yet we're called to push back into this because if you're following after God, what worst thing could man do to you? And the answer really is not much. God holds your heart and your soul and your eternal life. The rest of the people around you, I mean, of course, we want to love people and we want to be kind and, and show the fruit of the Spirit in our life, but not be in fear of what other people can do to us. That's just not the way to live. All right, so I wanted to then turn to this idea. This We've talked about it before, but I want to talk about it again, that now we have to uh, celebrate, protect. I don't even know what the right words are because they're not my words, but we have to watch out for birthing people because birthing people are the, the, the people that we need to take care of. Uh, and this is a response that I want to show you from uh, from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I apologize, I just messed up that name, but you get the idea. And this is her discussing some of the issues surrounding this Texas heartbeat bill. Again, as if you if you missed it, the Texas heartbeat bill passed a couple of weeks ago now allows 
for the protection of babies after around six weeks when a fetal heartbeat can be determined. And this is fantastic news for saving the least of these, saving those that cannot protect themselves, which is really, really good. And we even talked about the fact that the people who are pushing so hard to kill all the babies, is it's really a demonic thing. Like there's no other way to put this. And then what happens is you get into this really unintelligible place where you start saying words that don't make sense ostensibly. They just don't make sense because all of a sudden you've backed yourself into a corner where you, questionably, the party of science says, because of science, we need to kill all the babies because as they have said, this is, these are their quotes, not mine. What if a baby has downs? We don't want to bring them into the world. What if a baby has birth defects? We don't want to bring them in the world. What if we just can't raise the baby? We don't want to bring them into the world. What if the baby will have a hard life? We don't want to bring them into the world. These are all crazy, crazy and, and sad and heartbreaking illustrations of this party of science that says you should just kill all the babies. And then you get into this place where they have to explain their position. And I just want to play this for you. This is AOC talking about why abortion and killing more babies is really important. So here we go. What this is about is controlling women's bodies and controlling people who are not cisgender men. This is about making sure that someone like me as a woman or any menstruating person in this country cannot make decisions over their own body. And people like Governor Abbott and Mitch McConnell want to have more control over, over a woman's body than that woman or that person has over themselves. And what, what that shares in, uh, in, you know, what that shares with rape culture is that sexual assault is about the abuse of power and sexual assault is about asserting control over another person. And the ease with which these men seek to do that to other people is atrocious. It is morally reprehensible, and they, don't, they cannot even begin to understand the agonizing decisions that people have to make, including in cases of miscarriage, rape, and incest. So... There's a lot of things going on here. You heard the emotion. If you weren't watching, it was just her talking uh, on one of the news shows. At any rate, first of all, it doesn't appear that she understands how babies uh, are made or or how, how birth happens. Because, again, as tragic as it is to have a miscarriage, you, you're, that's not birthing. Uh, that Anyway, th there was a lot of... There's a lot of strange information in there, but also I want you to hear, if you missed it, there was a lot of places in there where she gets really confused because she's trying to follow this language. And so she refers to women who are getting pregnant, but then she corrects herself because now more, more than women can get pregnant, right? Because that's what we're told. So you have birthing persons and then you have pregnant persons. So she, she says all of these different descriptors and 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 kind of spins around but then accidentally says women again that we're protecting but then the it's the men who are persecuting these women but men 
can also have babies because they're birthing persons. So you see where this goes just just in terms of, of philosophy, just in terms of how, how this all goes around and around. Once you say that women aren't the only ones who can get pregnant, now, of course, men or birthing persons or whatever can get pregnant, but it's the men who are oppressing the women in this situation, but some men can have babies, so it's not those men, it's only the men who don't want to have babies, but no men can actually have babies because that is not actually a thing. So you see how this gets really confused and why language is so important. This is what I come back to again and again and again. Language is really important because you have to call a thing a thing, otherwise it's not a thing. I heard this uh, uh, the other day as I, was, as I was processing through this. A person said, yes, we can change these names, but it doesn't actually change what the thing is. For instance, you can call a pig a bird, but as much daydreaming as the pig wants to do, it is not going to fly. Obviously, that's a pun on when pigs fly, but the reality is, the reality is, this is as true as anything else. Pigs aren't going to fly because they are not birds. Men are not going to have babies because they are not women. Period. That's just how this goes in the realm of reality and science. But you get really confused when you start trying to label things and trying to expand the reality of the world. And, and that's just not the reality of the world. It's just not. Much less the spiritual nature of a woman making the choice to kill a baby is not healthcare. It's not reproduction. Again, basic science, reproduction happens when you conceive. The rest is uh, growing this baby. And so we, we have to like call things what they are, even in that situation. And the reality is things are really confused. And a baby is a human and the baby's life should be protected. That, that's just the bottom line. And, and we have to keep coming back to that bottom line. And it's unfortunate that we have to keep coming back to that bottom line, but, but that, that's the reality of this. But you have people like this and, and many other people who are just arguing with all of the emotion that they have, that this is absolutely wrong. I shared with you the other day, this group of people on uh, one of the news shows that said the government, the federal government needs to deputize doctors to go into Texas now that this heartbeat bill has gone through and basically find all of the women that want to kill all of the babies and all of these doctors will go in and kill all of the babies for all of the women as a federal government service to the to these people just to kill more babies i mean this this is how depraved and and again i got to come back to this word demonic that this goes back to where the when when you hear people saying we need to come kill your babies. I need to go kill more babies. I don't know what else to call that besides demonic. Like that, that is a terrible thing. And we have to call these things what they really are because calling them what they really are makes a difference so that we can actually talk about them and so that we don't pretend that things are not happening when they really are. This is what is really happening and, and we really need to we really need to pay attention to this because there are many, this is not the only person in our government or in the news media, or in academia, or in Hollywood that is pushing for these kinds of ideals. And we need to push back against them because there are values that are better than other values. And we keep, that's a phrase that I keep repeating over and over again that I've even received pushback on, but the reality is it is true. You cannot tell me that people like the Taliban who are stealing women and children, 
using them as sex slaves, selling them as sex slaves, not letting them have freedom, and on and on we could add to the atrocities, including killing and torture and other things of everyone that they don't like. You cannot tell me that is a better value system than to love your neighbor as yourself. I, I, there is no world in which I will accept that as a better value system. It just is not real. Like loving your neighbor is a better value system. And here's the other thing too. Historically, Christians have been the ones to save children, to save babies. Even going into all of this pandemic stuff, Christians have been the ones to reach out and save people that needed help that all of the rest of society just threw off and said you are no no longer valuable to our society so we're getting rid of you christians have been the ones historically for millennia that have gone back in risking their own health to save people and the reality is that's why it matters when we say to live as christ has died as gain because to save another person, to help another person, to live for another person. That is the truly heroic thing in this age where we call everyone a hero, no matter what they do. To sacrifice your very life to save another life is the heroic thing. But we're told by people like this person that we just heard to sacrifice another life for your life is the heroic thing. Do you see the difference? Do you see the exact opposite swap that happens here on the one hand when we follow christ if you sacrifice your life the way that christ sacrificed his life for you if you sacrifice your life for another that is love this culture is telling you if you sacrifice someone else's life for your health then you're a hero then you are worthy of of this life that is so upside down and backwards and horrific you're going to kill somebody else so that you can feel better about yourself. That's not good. I, I, I can't be stronger on that. It's just, it's a terrible, terrible thing. So I, I wanted to show you that. And I want to show you just one more thing before we finish today. And if you're not watching this time, that's okay. Uh, I'm just going to talk about this amazing application on the interwebs called TikTok. Yeah, I know it's, it's terrible. And uh, I just want to tell you, if you parents are out there and if you younger people are listening to me, please delete, burn, shred, destroy TikTok as fast as you possibly can. It is it is terrible and from the pit of hell. And I'm going to explain why in just a moment here. So the Wall Street Journal did a kind of a, a, a sort of secret review of TikTok and some of the things that were going on there. So they posed as, I wanna say, let me look, 35. Uh, yeah, they posed as 35, 13-year-olds on the site. And they did an undercover, they did an undercover operation to, to see how a 13-year-old was treated on this platform. If you don't know, TikTok is a video sharing platform similar to Facebook and Instagram and, and some other places. But I mean, truth be told, it actually is owned by the Chinese government. So there's some other things uh, beyond just the, the things that we're gonna talk about that are a problem there. But what we're gonna talk today is again, just in protection of your children. Because if, if I'm saying it over and over again, it's because it's really important. It's really important to protect your children. And you parents have the, the wonderful responsibility the difficult responsibility, but the real responsibility to protect your children. That is your job, and I hope that you do it well. So this investigation by the Wall Street Journal found the app exposes young people 
to all kinds of bad things and intentionally so. So what they did was they, again, posed as around 35 different 13 year olds and then interacted with the app to see what the app did and how it how it suggested via its algorithms what to watch and what to use next. What it found was that minors like 13 year olds were exposed to an endless stream of content about sex and drugs. Um, I apologize. I had said 35. I'm reading my notes now. It was 31 fake accounts at any rate. Just wanted to be accurate. So they studied these feeds and these accounts were directed to hundreds, hundreds of videos that contained adult content. One particular account, this is reading from the Wall Street Journal, <clears throat> one particular account registered to a 13-year-old showed more than 500 videos of drug use, references to cocaine, to methamphetamines, and promotional videos for the online sale of such drugs. Here is a quote. TikTok also showed the journal's teenage users more than 100 videos from accounts recommending paid pornography sites and sex shops. Thousands of others were from creators who labeled their content as for adults only, end quote. These are the things the Wall Street Journal reported are being shown to youngsters as young as 13. Now, the only reason they chose the number 13 is because technically you're supposed to have, uh, you're supposed to not be able to get an account until you are 13 and you have to get your parents' permission if you are under 18. However, how many youngsters have their parents just said, sure, you can have that app, click, you're 10, doesn't matter, have the app. I have no idea, and it's a terrifying thought to think about, but the reality is probably a lot. There probably have been a lot of young people who said, oh, this app is awesome, all of my friends have it, I wanna get it. I can even say, in my house, that topic has come up, and quickly, as soon as that topic came up, I said, in very strong language, no, no, no. We are never going to get that app for various reasons, including this one. And not because I don't trust my kids. It's that this website is specifically designed with the algorithms to show this information to your children. It absolutely is. If I, there are there are some uh, <clears throat> there are some social media accounts out there even that that will show you some of the weird things that happen on TikTok if you don't have TikTok and you want to see them. I'm not even going to recommend those here because you don't need to know all of that. But the reality is they are out there and this is happening and they are they they have specifically targeted your kids in this and showing them all kinds of other things. Even just to connect to a previous story that we did about OnlyFans who canceled pornography and then brought back pornography because of course that's what the website does. A number of these accounts sponsored by the Wall Street Journal undercover on this application, were sent links to sign up for OnlyFans. Again, a subscription-based site showing pornography. We're talking about 13-year-olds. And again, this is just a sampling. There are millions, literally millions and millions of viewers on this application, and many of them, many of them are young children. And this really is the the culture crashing in. This is what you need to know. This is why you need to know it. You need to know it, one, because this is what is happening in the culture. So when you send your kids to school and they talk about these things and they look at these things on their breaks and they pull their phone and say, check this out, this is happening. You need to know that, number one. Number two, you need to not let your children on this. I'm just gonna say that 
as a straight out, like, please don't, please, for the love of your children, do not let them on this website. It is not worth it. It is not worth it to them. I was reading this thing the other day, exactly the words that I have said that many, many people, many pastors I've talked to, excuse me, have said that, well, my kids are going to be missionaries to their school and they can handle it. Let me tell you something. They cannot handle it. Your kids are not missionaries. Your kids are kids. They may be the best kids. I am biased and I think my kids are the best kids. I think they can handle all kinds of things. But to throw them into the wolves where this culture, the professors, the teachers, the students will do these kinds of things, show them these kinds of things. If they go online and onto these websites where they are exposed to these kinds of things with no buffers and no filters, you are just setting them up for disaster. It's, that's just the truth. As a culture, now opposite of this world, I'm holding up the Bible if you can't see it. We need to, parents, we need to be proactive parents, step into these realms and really just guard our children's hearts. It is so important that we do that. They're not going to like it all the time. I recognize that. I've lived that. I have four children. We have these conversations all the time. They're not going to understand it. You need to be patient and explain it as best you can and have real conversations with them. I, I've probably said this before, but we have some very awkward dinner table conversations. And yet it's really important. It's really important that they understand why. It's really important that they understand what this world is all about. And we have to continue to deal with this in an upfront way and protect them from the things that they don't need to be exposed to, like apps like TikTok, and then guide them through the rest of this world. I'm not saying shelter them or put them in a bubble. I think they're going to have to deal with the reality of this world, but we, the parents, need to help them in the appropriate way go through this time uh, together as they're growing and learning about about this world and, and all of the crazy things that are in it. So I just wanted to let you know about that app. I don't know if you are using that app personally. If your kids are using that app, my my inclination is to say, just get rid of it entirely. It is not worth it. It just is not worth it. I'm not trying to be prudish. I'm trying to be proactive and parent and just say, your kids are worth more. Exposing your kids to this is there there just is nothing good that can come of it. I, I cannot think of a good thing that can come of it. Not one, not one. And and I, I you know, send me information if you think there's something good that can come of it, but I I, I, I can't believe it. I, I, I don't think of anything that can come of it. So I just wanted to share those things with you. Thank you so much for tuning in here at Church Public. My name is Matt and I really appreciate it. If you wanna like, share, subscribe, tell your friends about this. I am just trying to get the word out so that People know Jesus and follow him, and then they are equipped to deal with the public square as they go out into the world and don't become like it, but are instead bringing the light of Jesus into this dark and broken world. God bless you, and as always, keep the faith.